0: listeners and welcome to this episode of my podcast if it's not your first time here today welcome back and thank you so much for the continued support because you already know it's another day so here's another tangent (laughs) hey you guys thank you so much for those people that are returning listeners really um Thank you so much for coming back to listen to my voice for about an hour every week because honestly the things I don't tell you about podcasting is during the editing process how many times I have to listen to the sound of my own voice and it actually gets to a point where I get sick of my own voice, it's so weird, so <laughs> big ups to so all the people can stand me for extended periods of time, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I am super excited about today's episode because we will be recapping episode 3 of Blood and Water, which is titled Propaganda. And just a quick recap of where we left off last week, episode 2 of Blood and Water. The ending scene was pulling was in the principal's office or archive room looking at fikile's birth certificate. And just as she's about to get away with it, Wade walks in and he catches her red-handed. And that was the cliffhanger we were left off on last week's episode. So without further ado, let's dive into episode 3, Propaganda. Um, I must say, this episode wasn't as drama-packed or as drama-filled as the previous one, but it was still a good episode. It kind of gave like a lot of background information and it was more of an episode that i would say that was a plot device to help move the story further so this episode starts with wade confronting pulling about what she's doing in the archive room and she is basically left speechless she doesn't really have any response for him and just as she's about to say something wade's mother aka the principal of Parkhurst College walks in and finds the two of them in the archive room and she's like, Wade, Pulling, what's going on? What are you guys doing here? There's like this tense, tense, drama-filled moment where we as the audience think that Wade is going to tell his mother that he found Pulling in the archive room looking at another student's birth certificate. But of course, our little cute Nunu's Wade. Oh my goodness, like our feelings haven't changed about Wade yet, right? He comes in and he saves the day. Quick thinking. He shoves the birth certificate in his pocket. And he makes up some random excuse about why they are both there. And his mother believes him and they get off scot-free for now. And, yeah, so basically Wade comes in to save the day as usual. Such a gold standard person, honestly. So the next scene is uh, the next day, the very next day on campus. The smear campaign that Wendy wrote in Puleng's name against Fikile becoming head girl finally gets published in the school magazine. And everybody reads it, and Fikile and her friends read it as well. Of course they're distraught because they thought that Puleng was one of the guys, they thought they could trust her, so they don't understand why Puleng would write such an article, doesn't make sense. So then Fikili and her friends go to confront Puleng and obviously Puleng is surprised, she doesn't know what's going on, she had no knowledge that Wendy altered her, her article and she defends herself, claiming that she didn't write those horrible words but they don't believe her and they are basically there's like a rift between them now and pulling is no longer invited into the group or or invited to tag along with him and in the same day in a science class that wade has with i believe it's a chemistry class wade has with pulling Puleng is trying to ask him a lot of questions while they're busy doing a science experiment with some chemicals, I mean I don't know exactly what they're doing but it's like mixing some chemicals on a Bunsen burner or whatever and Puleng is trying to talk to Wade and get some information off of him asking him why he published the mean article about Fikile and he doesn't answer her, it's almost like he doesn't want to talk to her in any meaningful way, he just changes the topic or just talks about the science thing like he's basically just giving her the cold shoulder and pulling gets sick and tired of this. She mixes up some two chemicals that would cause like some sort of ne- negative reaction on purpose There ends up being like a mini explosion and a lot of the chemical ends up going into the class and because of this the Teacher! Oh my goodness! I was almost going to call him the lecturer. Now, the teacher has to dismiss the class, and as they're all filing out, Pulling takes this opportunity to grab hold of Wade and drag him into the school's dark room where they how what you call it? Process the photos. I'm assuming that's what you call what that's the term for it. Where they process the photos, and they are in the dark room alone together and Fikile is asking Wade about publishing the article and Wade has a comeback about her being in the archive room because apparently from the time he caught her yesterday and now they haven't had a a conversation about what really happened the audience has to assume she seems very reluctant to answer him And there's like this long drawn out awkward pause and Wade is just like, you know what, this is dangerous for my mother's job. You are breaking the rules and I have to unfortunately report you. I just wanted to wait until today to give you an opportunity to explain yourself. But clearly, since you want to keep secrets, I'm going to have to report you to my mother and I'm going to have to tell her that you were looking up other students information illegally. And just as he's about to walk out of the room, pulling calls him back and she's like, wait. And she's going to tell him everything. But that's when the scene cuts to Fikile, who is talking to her swimming coach, the same swimming coach she's sleeping with. So from this point onwards, we are going to refer to him on this podcast as pedo swim coach, because this is, pedophilia he is engaging in sexual activities with an underage high school girl the is very distraught about the article she has taken a lot of things to heart that was written in the article about her being a spoiled child that hasn't really earned anything for herself it's all because of her daddy's money and oh my gosh like you guys, I nearly died when I when I heard them refer to one of the things that Wendy wrote about Fikile being a quote-unquote weave queen. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like Wendy, like what the hell? She literally called her a weave queen. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so Fikile is taking all of this to heart and she is seeking consolation from a swim coach. And he's comforting her and reassuring her. And you know what? This is nothing against the actor who is the swim coach. Like, I'm, I'm, this isn't, well, technically it is something against him, but I, I really think it's the people who wrote the script because the lines that you were saying in that scene literally seemed like he was memorizing something and reciting it off by heart heart, rather than acting it out it's almost like he was reciting a poem to her it was such an awkward scene there was such a disconnect there i was like what's going on is the lines really bad or is the actor really bad and i think in this case it was maybe both so make of that what you will okay back to wade and pulling who are still in the in the dark room and when we catch up with him again Wade is in like he has a a look of disgust on his face and he's like you pull the tampon out of where like even Wade was distraught by this information like girl I am so glad they addressed how crazy that was because that was crazy and Wade's like what is all of this cuck I'm not getting involved in this cuck like what is going on so Puleng told him everything about her suspicions that Fikile, or aka Fix, could be her long-lost sister and her investigation into trying to figure out if she is her actual sister and looking for some DNA evidence and basically revealing the true reason why she is here at Parkhurst College. And Wade is like, this is some crazy shit. And I'm like, I'm with you, Wade. Thank you for being the voice of reason that we all need and deserve. Thank you so much. (laughs) <laughs> that was just a funny scene to me and so after pulling tells him the truth he ultimately decides to not report her to his mother and she somehow manages to rope him into a her crazy plot and he's basically now her accomplice so there you go that's what happened in that scene and at the end of everything after they hashed everything out Fiki, um pulling asks wade so why did you publish the article and where was like I was actually coming to ask you about the article because I didn't believe that you would write something about this that and I kept on texting you and you wouldn't answer your phone um, and that's where I saw you where I caught you in the archive room but it was actually Wendy who changed the article so Pauline is very upset about this she goes to confront Wendy And Wendy's basically like super condescending towards her and she's like You know what Puleng, you might think I'm evil But it's just because you've been here for such a short period of time The more you get to know this place and the more you get to know Fikile and her group of friends The more you'll realise why I did what I did and why it was the right decision And she just leaves And obviously Puleng is still upset by this So the next day at school Fikile tries to do some damage control to her reputation and she's giving out free Budevoss in the schoolyard to her friends and classmates in order to win some good grace points and potentially still place herself in the running to become head girl because literally this is like campaign tactics yeah. and Chris gets in front of the line and he wants to help her uh, distribute the hot dogs and boulevards and stuff like that and as they're doing so Chris sees one of Fikile's posters with a picture on that has been um, graffitied on and someone wrote plantation princess (laughs) so funny so funny and then Chris gets like super angry and I know like a lot of people probably won't like noticed the scene but the way he went to the pole to rip down the poster and asked yay who did this it literally made him look like a substitute teacher so that's super funny vikile is upset about someone defaming her poster the next scene is showing us some new developments pulling's father is released from prison we don't know how he's released he just ends up being released for prison i'm assuming he's out on bail who knows they don't clarify that. And her family comes to come pick her up from school and they go and they take her to, guess where do they take her? They take her to Nando's. Can you believe it? They take her to Nando's. Nandino's. A very, very, very beloved place to me and my family. We've been there several times. So it was lovely seeing it on screen. Um, they take her to Nando's. <laughs> and her father and her mother tell her that they have a lead the police have informed them that they have a lead and they suspect that they found her long-lost sister in a place called Beaufort West they just need to do a DNA test to confirm and her mother is in like real high spirits about this because she's like finally there's some news finally the case is being reopened and I might find my firstborn daughter and Pulling is a little bit shocked because if it turns out that this girl in Beaufort West is her actual sister it means everything she's been doing for the past however many weeks has been for naught because that means then Fikile is not a sister. So I think maybe um, Puleng is a bit conflicted about this because on the one hand she's excited at the prospects of actually finding a sister but that this on the other hand everything she believed about Fikile could be wrong. The next day at school, Fikile and Tahira are giving the g- head girl speeches, and Wendy uses as uh, uses this as another opportunity to call out Fikile and sabotage her chances of becoming head girl. Girl like Wendy is out for blood. I don't know what happened between Wendy and Fikile, but there's really, really some bad blood, blood between them. Like something must have gone. On between them in the past like I just have a strong suspicion of that she just hates the girl she hates Fikile so much she's trying to do everything in her power to make sure she doesn't win she's asking us such outrageous questions during her speech and you know to be honest Fikile ends up giving a very lackluster speech compared to Tahira. Tahira gives a very good speech we found out a little bit about Tahira's past that she is a scholarship kid and how she struggled to fit in because she was poor and this is an elitist school in the elitist society that we live in. So that's what happens at school. And Fikili is very distraught. She goes to talk to Pedo Swim Coach about her probably like a horrible speech that she just gave and she actually figures out that pedo swim coach's wife is pregnant shocker shocker so he's not only a pedophile he is not only a cheater he is also a person cheating on his pregnant wife do i smell a new tristan third time trimester thompson situation here I think we do ladies and gentlemen they're probably made from the same yolk and later on that evening Puleng goes to go talk to Zama at her home but Zama is not there and we discover that Zama actually lives in like horrible living conditions her mother looks like a drug addict and she lives in a very poor neighborhood anyway Puleng tells her mother to to tell Zama that they have a lead on her long lost sister and that she wanted to let Zama know that they might have found her sister and also to drop off Zama's old jacket that she forgot at the house. The next day at school KB oh my gosh for any of you that listened to the previous episode KB baby is back so the next day at school KB and Puleng have like a cute flirty moment in the library eating stolen Mexican food from the school's kitchen <laughs> and they almost have like a smooch but KB gets swerved so I mean girl, you need to reevaluate yourself if you are swerving on KB. Um, So that was a cute scene. Chris finds out that Puleng's real last name is actually Kumalo instead of Vasi thanks to Zama and this makes him even more suspicious of pulling. During class Fikile and Wendy get into a verbal altercation and I feel like Wendy has just been poking at Fikile and poking and poking and poking and finally Fikile snaps on her and she's like oh shut the f up Wendy. And she calls her out on a bs which honestly wendy needs to stop acting like she's this super woke person who's fighting for the liberation of the oppressed people and the poor people because her mother is a minister which means she makes quite a good amount of money probably not that far off from Fikile's parents so But really, on what foot does she stand on condemning Fikile for everything she's gotten in life when, by all intents and purposes, Wendy has also lived a pretty charmed life from what we can discern. So it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black here. So Fikile snaps on Wendy and ends up storming out of the classroom. Wendy gets super angry about this because previously she started to feel a bit bad about her smear campaign that she was going on against Fikile and she told Puleng that she's going to give her the recording of the interview so that Puleng can publish it and clear up Fikile's name and after this altercation that Wendy has with Fikile she ends up retracting that, she deletes the audio of the interview and she's just like well if her then I don't care I'm not gonna try to make amends I'm not gonna try to repair her reputation after the way she treated me publicly and once Fikile finds out that Pulling is not gonna upload the interview she gets even more upset at Puleng because she feels like this is just another false promise and she was probably willing to mend the reputation I mean she was probably willing to mend the friendship with Puleng if Puleng could have actually pulled off patching up Fikile's reputation but now she's just like I don't want anything to do with her anymore because Puleng couldn't deliver later on that night Fikile and her friends go clubbing she ends up confiding in Chris that she lost the position of head girl because the people at the school tell you in advance and then Chris responds with telling Fikile about Pulling's real last name and telling her about Puling's father and planting the seed of doubt in Fikile's head about Puling being an adversary, which by the way, like we already don't like Chris, right? Like Chris is just one of those problematic characters that it's just like, ugh, really, him again so he's starting trouble where really there doesn't need to be and we also find out that the police confirmed the girl's dna that they thought was pulling's real sister in beaufort west and the dna is not a match it turns out that pulling's long-lost sister is still lost and they haven't found her so that means that it's pulling sister could still very well be Fikile, and perhaps this reinvigorates pulling into trying to figure out all of this the same night wade shows up at pulling's window and pulling is like wade what are you doing here how do you even know where i live and he's like i'm the principal's son i know where all the student lives and she's like that's creepy. And I'm like, yes, that is very creepy. I don't care who you are. Like, even wait, I'm sorry. If someone from when I was in high school, if someone from my school showed up at my house without me giving them my address or without us making any plans to meet up at my house, if they just randomly one night decided to show up at my house and they knocked at my window, guess what? Guess what? I would have not opened my window. No, sir. No, sir. You will have to walk your ass back, go back to where you came from and book an appointment because you're not showing. And by the way, when I was in high school, I actually had a room where my room had the door to the outside and it was like these, um, these wooden doors with windows in them. But it was like an actual life-size door that anybody could walk in and out of if I opened and closed. So, girl, <laughs> I would have not have opened that door. Oh, no way. Nope. Bye see you see you at school you can talk you can literally tell me anything you want to tell me at school you're not coming to my house i'm so excuse me i've known you for two days and you're showing up at my house in the middle of the night i'm sorry bye anyway that was a whole nother tangent sorry for that guys but actually wade was there for very good reason he shows up at the window to discuss some new information that he might have discovered on killer's birth certificate a name of the person who signed the certificate and the name of the signee is called b Jaka. okay b Jaka, and oh my gosh my course is so horrible i haven't practiced in such a long time but it's b Jaka, and he says that this could be a potential lead if they figure out who this b Jaka person is they can figure out perhaps a trail that leads back to Fikile and the people who possibly kidnapped her so that is where episode three ends off wasn't a really super eventful or dramatic um not my favorite episode but it was good enough you know and now we are moving on to episode four so basically that's it for episode three guys. I am going to be doing episode four in a different podcast because episode 4 is like a really lengthy and there's a lot of things to discuss. so I thought it'd just be better to break it up into two episodes because it would be just be too much information to cram into one podcast. So join me for the next episode of this podcast where I'll be recapping episode 4 called payback's a bitch and my goodness it really is so see you next time guys have a lovely day and remember be sweet and stay safe